This episode of the Make Trades Great Again podcast is brought to you by Bradford White. Verifying, my computer just said verifying Microsoft Outlook. I don't have Outlook on this computer. It's a freaking Mac. What the hell? You've got screwed. Something's <laughs> going on. Let's see if we can make it through this episode before I get hacked. Tracked by Bill Gates. <laughs> Is Bill Gates still alive? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I could be wrong. Oh, we better get we better get started here. Everybody, welcome back to the Make Trades Great Again podcast. I'm Eric. He's Andy. We are your hosts, and today we are going to talk about... Andy, you ready? Ready. Drum roll. Vehicles. We talked about this back in episode number 17. We are at episode 130-something by now. Maybe 140-something? What is it? I don't even know. Somewhere in there. Seems really stupid to bring this up when, when (laughs) by the time it's edited, we will know the number. But either way... um. I wanted to talk about vehicles because you're in the midst of, you know, tearing one down, existing and resetting it up for somebody else coming that you hired and you've been working on, you you know, recently just did this with another vehicle and you're buying vehicles because you're expanding and I just bought a vehicle. I'm waiting on delivery. Like it is just top of mind for us. And we talked about this back in episode 17 and it was called old reliable. And uh, we talked about getting started and, you know, whether or not you should buy a vehicle for work or try to use your your old reliable, you know, maybe you got a pickup truck or maybe you buy that $2,000 van, you can get your hands on that kind of thing. And I have some really strong opinions about that based off of what I think is logic surrounding the subject. <laughs> um, I usually am one to trust the math. And you didn't argue against that in the episode at all. But if you want to listen to that, uh, please do check out number episode number 17. So, Andy, just tell me what the current situation is in your neck of the woods regarding the vehicles. Because you got a lot going on, don't you? Yeah, it seems like too much sometimes. Um, <laughs> we've been playing uh, musical chairs with uh, vehicles for, it feels like, the last year. Um, not quite the case, um, but... I picked up, um, let's see, I got my van, that I'm, the transit that I'm driving in February, or January. It came in there somewhere February, January. Um, I got rid of a truck and then lost an employee. So I had a Nissan sitting in the driveway for a while. Um, hired a new guy, ordered a new van, or picked up another van the day after I ordered one. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, we've looked at it as we're getting ready to get out of this Nissan fleet. Um, Well, they've discontinued it, right? Yeah, it's been discontinued. There aren't really like body parts, you know, like if you break a interior door handle, they're a pain to find. Yeah. You know, because there's just not a lot of those Nissan NV vans around. Um, Been super reliable. I've been happy with them on that end, but they're the one has got. I think just under 80,000 miles on it. And that one's slated for down the road. Um, uh, Cheryl miles. No, no, but I, so I look at, I look at things different and I think we've talked about this. I look at a vehicle when it hits a hundred thousand miles, it does not need to be in my fleet anymore. Um, 
I, you know, and for the most part, most of them don't even last that long. And not that they're wore out. It's just time for us to send it down the road. Yeah. Um, from a maintenance standpoint, um, I've, I, you know, you know, I admit people maybe say, oh, geez, that's crazy. You know, you're, you're at the prime of your vehicle and you're unloading it. But if I, to, in today's age, my opinion is, is that if I have a vehicle that's at 64,000 miles and 4,000 miles out of warranty and the transmission fails in it, it's probably going to cost me like seven grand or more, seven to $10,000 to put a new transmission in it just for the repair bill, let alone the, at minimum, two days of screwing around with moving stuff in and out of a vehicle. Yeah. So I start looking at that and go, okay, well, how many times can I afford to drop $12,000, $15,000 in basically losses on a vehicle? Yep. Yep. No, you're talking my language. Uh, you so. know, no, I get it. A hundred thousand is, I mean, that, that, that number makes sense to me because I think once you get to that 80, 90, hundred thousand mile mark, the severity of your repairs, yeah. uh, due to just worn out br- breakdown type of stuff, like you brought up perfect example, uh, transmission, yep. uh, those, those costs are going to be you know, the, the type of repairs you're going to be looking at are potentially higher than they would be at 60,000. Obviously. Sure. They better be. <laughs> yeah. Unless you buy a Dodge ProMaster. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ram. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to even say either one of those. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no. Um, you know, look, all kidding aside, we talked about it in episode 17. I brought it up. I did. I made, I had this little math homework, made you do it. You know, look, I think starting out, you got to look at your situation uh, very closely and you really, I, it would be my advice to anybody starting out in their business, whether you're working in it now or you're thinking about it. Uh, I will make the argument all day long till I'm blue in the face that a $5,000 vehicle ain't going to cut it. And it doesn't matter if that's all you can afford. You need to figure out how to afford something more reliable that looks better that is not going to have you trapped on the side of the road or staying home rescheduling work. Because as soon as you have to do that, as soon as you have to reschedule work for repair, that's going to keep you from going to the job. Not only are you out of pocket, the repair costs, not only are you probably one or two days into figuring this whole repair situation out. And during that time frame, you're not working and then you're not working for the future until that vehicle is fixed. So you're right. looking at you 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 said two days minimum moving stuff back and forth. I would add to that and it, you know you weren't getting into the details of getting the transmission replaced on one of these vans but the the reality is is it's minimum one week that vehicle's down. I don't care who you are or yeah. your buddy who's a transmission specialist and had that thing sitting there waiting for it to fail. Yeah. Because also, good luck today getting parts for vehicles. Uh, (laughs) That's not even part of my equation, though. Like, it isn't. It's a reality. You need to think about that. But part of my equation is this. How long is it going to take for you to replace it? How much is that cost you, real dollars cost you? And then how much are you losing every hour of every working day that that vehicle isn't taking you to the job? 
Now, maybe you have a vehicle sitting around. If that's the case, I don't know why you'd be starting out and having two vehicles, but, you know, good for you. Uh, then maybe we don't need to talk about this. Uh, and I would I would suggest to everybody to really look hard at this topic in starting out. Whether you've been in business for a couple of years and you've dealt with this or not, it can absolutely handicap you as a small, you know, startup business. And it, it definitely plays into your reputation out in the community. Absolutely. Yeah. As a service contractor, if you're not reliable 100% of the time because of yeah. something like a vehicle, then that word gets around very quickly. Not, you know, people aren't talking about how crappy your vehicles are. They're like, just don't call this dude. You know, yeah. it, it does. It's, it's interesting. I mean, so you start looking at the, at all of the, the, I don't know, the headache the issues. Um, you know, like you said, you, you've got to wait for parts. You've got to, you know, screw around with uh, rescheduling and, you, it, it's this ripple effect that happens um, when you do that. And I've, I've seen it time and time again. I mean, we just had a, a deal here the other, I don't know, in the last six months, um, we took Chris's Nissan in, had uh, all new brakes, all four corners, you know, it was like, Hey, I want calipers, rotors, pads, you know, wheel bearings, all four corners, rebuild it. For a one and, ton? Yeah. For a one ton Nissan, it was like two grand. I was, I was going like, to say, I was going to say less, but that, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's, it's yeah. high. You know, it's it, 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 basically we did the, whatever, 40,000 mile maintenance or whatever that was, because that's about what that one's got on it. Um, did the 40,000 mile maintenance and the, all those wheel bearings and all that stuff. So, you know, new spark plugs and, you know, distributors and yeah. plug wires and all, all that good stuff and dropped the 2000 bucks on it. The mechanic had it for two days and I would say before we were back into like regular service, it was four days. Like, yeah, that's an entire yeah. week. Yep. And and you know I had I mean? a I had a spare van at the time sitting in the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so he was able to move into it, but he had to move hand tools and dick around and you know, I'm just you start adding up the the hours of time that didn't weren't billable. I mean, we just talked about just spent the last two episodes or several episodes ago talking about you know, billable hours and, and whatnot. And these, this is one of those things that you got to kind of factor in there. You're going to lose some time on it. It's not going to be an easy transition. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important starting out that you understand the, what Andy just was talking about, billable hours. So it's likely if you're like me or like most people I know starting in their own little company, you know, like we did, you weren't paying yourself a wage. You didn't have a, a a uh, payroll, you weren't paying yourself like an hourly rate, that kind of thing, because you were just getting started. You were just trying to get jobs. You were just trying to figure that stuff out. And if you do, then that's awesome. Good. You probably don't even need to hear our rants about these subjects anyway. But <laughs> but uh, when you started out, you probably were just, you know, if you're like me, you weren't paying yourself. Oh, an hourly rate. So it didn't, you didn't factor in something like your vehicle breaking down and how much it's really costing you. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like you just said, you know, that, that those repairs, which are basically just maintenance, yeah. you know, the brake jobs and all, I mean, maybe you're addressing an actual issue, but yeah, I mean, it's maintenance stuff, right? You're down yep. four days. That's an entire work week in my opinion, right. because 
you you know but then somebody listening to this that's considering like what vehicle do i buy um you know would have to stop and think what do you supposed to be paying yourself <laughs> per hour that you're not working because of that vehicle you know what i'm saying what's yeah. that true cost so it's high it's a lot higher than you think these vehicles are tremendously valuable i mean i get why i get now more than ever why you know the company i worked for was one of those companies that would hold on to a van a little longer yeah. than than you know longer than you would andy probably 25 sure. 30,000 miles longer you know, yep. they, they put 125, 130,000 miles on a, those old yep. Chevy Expresses and GMC, what yep. were they, Savannah van, you know, same van, yep. different badge. Uh, and the reason why I think if you really look at it was, you know, 20% more miles on a vehicle was basically offsetting the cost of replacement by 20%. Yep. I mean, those vehicles are long paid off and long earned their due, you know, paid for themselves. Well, and the other part of that too is, is that they're <clears throat> at, let's say 130,000 miles. You know, if you look at, at, you know, back then, what was a Savannah van was probably $25,000 for a one time. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were 25 to 30 outfitted. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it was a different, it was a different vehicle we're talking about. Sure. Of course, different time. But if you ran that 20, that Savannah van, let's say the 1996 GMC Savannah van, um, to 130,000 miles, it probably had six to seven years on it of service life, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so that puts you somewhere early 2000s, mid 2000s that you've, um, got this van. The value of that van at that point became like $4,000, $5,000. Oh yeah. Probably. It was nothing. It was nothing. Right? The, they didn't hold their value first of all, but you're right. No. It also, as soon as you put that many miles and given its year and age at that yep. point in time, end of its useful service life for the company. Sure. So if you look at it in that aspect, when they go to unload that van, um, they don't, even though it's paid off because they have like most smart businesses have depreciated that vehicle when they go to pay, sell it, you 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 can trade it in. You can use that money towards your purchase. But whatever money you get out of that vehicle, you will pay capital gains tax on. Oh yeah, yeah, guaranteed. And it is yeah, right because currently it's, yeah, it's thirty percent. Yeah, it's income. Yeah. Um, I get that. So uh, it, I I would I wouldn't argue that that should factor into whether or not you replace a vehicle uh, or start out with the right no. vehicle. Um, but you're right. Absolutely. That is a, that is a real thing. Yep. Uh, I think that their motivation was not how much that vehicle was going to be worth if they got rid of it. Cause I mean, they had some old vans just sitting there yeah, rotting away in the sun out in the, <laughs> on the lot, yeah. but they became useful in emergencies when yes. we need a van. And if we spend the next three hours getting this, that one that's been sitting there old number 33, you know, running yeah. again, just so Joe can go rough in this house. Yep. Then it was worth it to them to have that thing sit in there. And, you know, you get it. Right. I do. But I'm, but you know, back on, back on the topic of starting out. Uh, and I, again, I know we talked about this before, but I think it's important. I got a message recently and that's what prompted this discussion. Got a message from a, a dude that follows us, follows me. And just was like, look, I'm starting out. I got this pickup truck. You know, it's, it's older, 
it's reliable, mechanically sound. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It is, you know, it's got some bigger wheels and tires on it. Do you think that's an issue? And, and this was prompted by a response I had um, in Zach Detmer's um, uh, post uh, on Instagram a little, uh, like a couple months ago, actually. Okay. He was talking about, you know, these, these <laughs> he was, he was stereotyping. He was using the stereotype of that, that young home builder with the big lifted up truck and giant wheels and just these, you know, hundred thousand dollars sunk into this four wheel drive crew cab towing around this little tiny trailer. And, you know, the perception that customers have yeah, in that, you know, kind of the opposite of what we're talking about, right? Like these, yeah. these vehicles that are just way overdone and not necessary for the job at hand and sure. like this vanity kind of lifestyle look to them. Right. Yeah. And I had commented in there saying, look, I think that, you know, I have my own opinion. I have a strong opinion about that. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's also very, uh, I think customers are quick to notice. And a lot of people have a um, not super positive attitude or outlook on that situation yeah. when they're looking to hire somebody to do work for them. Uh, yep. That's not to say I think you need to drive around in some, you know, you know, milk toast, you know, sedan because it's more humble. I'm just saying, I don't think you need to have the, uh, and don't take offense to this, Andy, but the big F three fifty with, you know, 35s on it. And that's, you know, like as you're work, like it, they just, they're ridiculous <laughs> to me. Put it that way. Yeah. I love an F three fifty. I just don't yeah. think you need to have that as your work vehicle jacked up and, you know, loud pipes save lives on the back and all this kind of crap when it's not practical that's what i'm getting at it's just absolutely not practical anyway off subject that the topic came or the question came in like should i should i run this old vehicle should i look for a different one and i you know the guy sent me a picture and i'm like no absolutely use it great you own it it's i think it was less than 10 years old you know he's like it's you know it's what i have and it's really reliable okay there you go perfect that yep. I'm I'm not one to say don't do it. I'm also one to say look at the math. Like, don't go buy that that 19 or that 2005 Chevy Express that's got 130,000 miles on it. Yeah. In 2022, don't do it. It's not the right vehicle for you. I promise you. Right. Unless you love working on you know 5.3 Vortec engines, right. and you got well, all the time in the world to do it yourself. That thing is going to cost you money. And when I say cost you money, we've already went over it until we're blue in the face this episode, but it's not just the cost of the repair. It's every bit of the cost you, every bit of the do, the dollars you cannot charge for and get paid yeah. because that thing's sitting there. You're not going to walk to the job. You're not going right. to show up in your wife's minivan or your minivan. Like maybe you will and good for you. You're going to have to put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna well, have to. And, and it's gonna suck, <laughs> and and this this is gonna set our age here. But I know that that at some point in time you drove a van um, for another company. Yeah. as I as did I. Yep. That you could pop the hood on and make run again. Um, you know, be it distributor, you know, whatever carb carb kit. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. You can, yeah. you could do that. You can't do that with these vehicles today. Not unless you're a mechanic. No, <laughs> not unless you're not. Right. No, I can't. Very I, guess little, I should rephrase that. I can't. I don't think that you can. Um, I mean, simple repairs. Sure. 
Um, I these uh, transits, I pop the hood. You know, there's the dipstick. Perfect. Yep. yep. Everything looks there's like my it's still washer holding. fluid. There it is. There's, there's my washer fluid. <laughs> you know, I. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're it, right. It, sucks, there, it but, you know that that conversation. You know that statement's been said. A million times since you know the '90s. Honestly, yeah. these vehicles have computerized, and they're not simple machines that they once were. No, nope. um, but it's not that simple machine in this day and age that you want either, because of that reliability factor. Um, you just, you know, we're not, I'm not even talking. I haven't even brought up like rust body, you know, image. <laughs> Like where we where we live and work in Minnesota, it's uh, salt on the roads, isn't that? It's salt in Missoula or in yeah, Montana, right? Uh, we would use um, magnesium chloride. Yeah, I'm well, sure it's, still, I'm sure it's, it's just still as rust. good. Yeah, it's yeah. still rust. Uh, we use that. They use uh, corn syrup as well. That's huh. interesting. Yeah. Um, it works really good. It's some kind of mixture of chemicals and corn syrup. That's all yeah, I know. I was gonna say you have you have really sweet roads. Yeah, they're really sweet. Let's go out there, lick them. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're very salty in the wintertime, I'll tell you that much. And yeah. vehicles get the cancer, you know, but yeah. is what it is. Uh, I see the vans. I see the cargo vans. I see the truck stuff. With you know, It's obvious, that even if they're not lettered up, it's obvious that there's somebody working out on them, you know, ladder rack with ladders on top or pipe or whatever, you know. Yeah. And they're, you know, you can see through them darn near. and. I understand right. there's a budget for everything, but I also look at that and um, I I do, I, I think that that's like one of the poorest decisions you can have is to run a vehicle with your name on it representing your business that looks like it's either unkept or it's so old that the thing is rusty and falling apart. I, I honestly believe yeah. that. I truly, truly yeah. believe that. I would suggest keeping the old vehicle that isn't rusted and doesn't look like crap over one that does. Yeah. Even if that one that does is like mechanically sound. And I, I honestly truly think that, but yeah, you know, logic in my head is one thing when I can get it out in words is a whole nother. Maybe I'm not making myself clear, but <laughs> no, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, the, the, that, that image side of things that, you know, everybody says, Oh no, I don't judge people. I don't judge. I don't judge. Well, guess what? Um, your customers do and will judge you um, based on the first second that they see you pull in their driveway. Um, when they look at their ring doorbell camera and look out and they're like, uh, what the hell is that thing? You know? Yep. Um, yep. and, and you know, they may not, they may look at it and go, Oh, okay. All right. I mean, we've, we've talked about this. It's something that, that baffles me is stuff on your dash. Oh God. Thank you for bringing um, that up. Yesterday and, <laughs> I saw this. I, I'm so glad you brought this up. I, I can see these. So these transit vans have been driving one for a while. They have these massive, like dumpster size pockets in the dash. They have these um, beautiful, beautiful yeah. billboard size windshields too. Yes. Yes. That you could see and everything in the cab <laughs> from the outside. Yes. <laughs> yep. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm cautious, you know, I got like charging cords in the one and I, you know, got some COVID masks in another and, and that's why I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna put anything else up there at all. Nothing else is up there. Yep. And, uh, it, you know, you do, you see that, you see that guy coming down the road and, and you're like, what, 
what's in this what's in this guy's cab oh that's the paperwork from the last 17 years that he's driven this vehicle uh, you know i pulled up to a strip mall yesterday stuff, yeah sorry go ahead sorry i didn't mean to i was gonna say that kind of stuff is a uh like those those are are shouldn't i mean i shouldn't say that they're going to be huge red flags but they're going to be big flags of hey this guy why is he keeping that stuff you know he's keeping receipts for what He's not clearly not filing them. No, I'm just going to say it. You're not saying it. Yeah. So your customer sees that. They're going to think you're unorganized and dirty. And yep. they're going to wonder if you're going to leave their job that way too. Yep. This, and they're home. That, yeah. That's what they're going to think. This. I'm yep. sorry. I'm sorry to people who have an issue with that, that truly can't help it. They just, you know, they keep stuff and they can't get rid of it. I'm sorry to people who don't realize it. And feel like they're getting picked on right now as they look at their dash or they're driving down the road and they see this dash full of crap and they had not put two and two together because to them it never bothered them. I'm telling you right now, it bothers other people that are going, you're going to ask for money from. And when they say no, don't get upset. Like when they say we're not going to hire you, it, it, it might be personal. You know what I mean? Right. Um, no, I pulled up to, a. uh, um, I was going to look at a job at a like a doggy grooming place, pet salon, because don't sure. they do more than just dogs? But um, I got I had to go look Hamster at the, the <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe people bring their guinea pigs there. I don't, I don't know what people do. Um, I wash my own dog at home, but anyway, uh, they I had to go look at this um this big stainless steel you know walk in pet tub thing. Right? Have you ever seen those right. things? Are pretty cool. Yeah. And straight out of, you know, some catalog out of China or something because they're kind of <laughs> cheesy. But better than the bathtub up on stilts, you know what I mean? And so I had to go look at this uh, water connections, how the faucet was connected to it, the drain, that kind of thing. You know, the typical. Because yeah. this this company is going to either expand or just move places. And they don't know which, but they might have to move one of these. And their new place is definitely going to have them. So I had to go look at it. And I pulled up. And next door in the strip mall uh, is a tenant build-out happening for, like, a little bakery or something like that. And there's a local plumber there that I I don't know the person personally, but I've seen the vehicle around for 20 years, uh, yeah. the company. And this dude, whoever's driving that van... I couldn't see his dash. Yeah. I could barely see the back rest of the seat looking through the front of the windshield because of the amount of stuff on the dash, wax rings, yeah. faucet cartridges, paperwork, packing slip, you know, packing slips from, you know, the, you know, Fergus, you name it. It was on the dash of this transit. And yeah. I'm like, you f- it looked like <laughs> garbage is what it looks like. It looks like yeah. straight up. And some of it definitely was garbage. Some of it was absolutely yeah. garbage. You got this big yeah. ass van. What do you think the back of that van looks like? The front, yeah. if the dash looks like that, like seriously, yeah. I'm being super judgy right now. And I think that's dirty and gross. And I wouldn't hire that. I would literally, if I saw that, I would not, I'd be like, no, dude, no. See ya. I don't care yeah. how good you are. You need to, you know, like, I don't want that kind of, yeah, whatever. Yeah, super judgy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the rust is a whole nother situation, and and I get it. Uh, I I should say because I said it in the, that episode number seventeen. Like, look, I understand. There's you can't 
necessarily afford the best vehicle and you shouldn't have to look at the best, but you can do the math and you can work it out that a payment on a new vehicle, uh, new transit van payment for a five-year loan, you should expect to cost you about eight to 900 bucks a month, depending on how much money you put down. You could probably get it down to in the sixes if you had a, you know, 10 grand to throw down on this purchase of this vehicle. And, and you should be able to pay that loan without a problem uh, at all in your business, uh, monthly, you should be able to pay that monthly. That loan payment's not high. Um, right. you know, I, I understand you got to add insurance to it and everybody's credits different, whatever, but that's what it will cost you, uh, to get one of these vehicles to be under a thousand bucks a month. It should be quite a bit under a thousand bucks a month, uh, payment only. I mean, you add your insurance to it, it might be close to, yeah. It depends on your age, I guess. If you're 25, I don't know what your insurance is. And I'm so far away from that. <laughs> My insurance is finally cheap. <laughs> right. I'm halfway to 90 now. Um, yeah. But the uh, the point is, is that that let's let's call it a thousand bucks a month. That thousand dollars a month is going to put you cash positive, uh, most likely as soon as you have a major failure on that, you know, five thousand dollar van that costs you $8,000, you know, $6,000 to get a tranny and another $6,000 in lost revenue to the business, you know, gross sales to the business because you couldn't drive it for a week. Yep. No, that's, uh, I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think you're far off of the reality of it there. Uh, You know, those are loose and fast numbers, but it's true. I've done the math so many times. If you can, Believe me enough to at least put it down a pen to paper and figure this out and don't have faith in the vehicle. Just people are always like, yeah, but as soon as that, as long as that vehicle doesn't break down, it's not costing me a thousand dollars a month to own it. Well, I'm telling you, yeah. one, one, <laughs> one major repair, like a $6,000, $7,000 transmission replacement and lost gross sales is a year's worth of payments. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Straight up. You know what? I mean, honestly, like my buddy, Mike, he's, he's one of my closest friends. I call him ringer. Uh, he listens to the podcast once in a while, but he's got better things to do. He's an AC guy. He's busy as hell right now. Uh, he's got this old Ram ProMaster. It's not even old. It's a 2015. It's the, it's the, uh, like first model with the, I don't even think they make it with the diesel anymore, but it's got the eco diesel in it. Okay. And I am telling you, Andy, this thing has cost him more friggin' money. Like, it's insane. And this is not to pick on Mike. I mean, a little bit, because he, he can handle it. <laughs> but he's a smart dude, and he he's kept that vehicle, because even with the amount of money he's put into it, and we did the quick math the other day on a phone conversation, it's at least 15 grand Yeah, in repairs. Yep. He had turbo go out, which screwed everything up, pulled the motor to do that thing, you know? Yep. Brought it in for his glow cl- his maintenance glow plug replacements, and they busted them off. So, oh, pull the motor for that. Holy crap. I'm not kidding you. It was in, It's insane. And now the transmission just went out. And Ugh. you're right. Uh, a new transmission for that thing was like 6600 bucks. Yeah. The, tr- yep. the, the, the rebuild was 5000 Yep. And they told him, well, it's, he's like, well, how much for a new? And they told him, he's like, well, why wouldn't you just tell me how much the new one was? It's 1600 bucks more. I mean, I'm already spending five grand plus right. the cost 
to do it. Plus, you know, the vehicle sitting there. Luckily, he has a vehicle and he can, well, he can also take a day off. But um, either way, uh, point being is he spent more friggin' money on this thing. It's insane the amount of money he's put yeah. into this just to keep it. And it should, I've made the, you know, the argument with him because he's a close friend of mine. And I've, I've just been I'm like, I can't believe it, Mike. You're one of the smartest people I know. And you <laughs> keep this thing around. Like, why didn't you replace this years ago? Right. Once you replace it the last time, it cost you four grand. You know what right. I mean? And uh, he's just held on. He does like the vehicle. He likes that it's, he's a tall, he's like an inch taller than me. So he loves that it's a really tall. And those things have a really low uh, entry height. Like the floor, oh, like they're, they're like eight inches shorter than a transit on the floor. Yep. It's insane. Yeah. Um, it's a, that is a huge selling point to that vehicle, by the way, in and out of the yeah. back end of that, or the side door is totally different than our transits. Yeah. Um, but anyway, point being is he spent so much money on that thing and he's finally replacing it finally. And, but even, you know, I, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy where these, how much these vehicles can cost you. I just bought a new vehicle new to me. I haven't yeah. got it yet. It's, it's on its way here from New York state. <laughs> I can't that's wait. The, that's going to be good. The, the, the Japanese mini truck. Yeah. It's going to be a new, it's a marketing endeavor for Ani plumbing. Yeah. I'm going to drive that thing around town. You know, maybe pick up a your Menards, fill up the back end with like beef sticks and. Yep. Yep. Maybe go to Jimmy John's, <laughs> grab a sub. It's going to yep, say Ani plumbing on the side of it. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, be full. full. Yeah. You'll have full. like six packages of beef sticks and some press meats from and Menards. Me and I'll, yeah. And I'll, f- I'll just fit me <laughs> in it. That's about, it'll fill it up right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm not going to rely. That's an old one too. It's 1993. <laughs> It's it's not going to be something I need to drive to the job site. Right. Can you imagine though if I showed up at the job site in a little Japanese mini truck? Yeah, That'd be awesome. maybe I'll do estimates or something in it. There you go. It'll get that like could be some, fun. like an eight inch stack for it, and it'll just zing like right big. Oh no, dozy pipes. On yeah, all I have to do truck. is talk all the neighbor kids around here where I live. Jeez, <laughs> plenty of those. You know, rolling yeah. coal, rolling coal in my Honda. A-C-T-Y Acti? I don't know how you say it, but anyway. All right, dude. Mm-hmm. That's enough ranting about vehicles. That's right. Do you got, yep. You're waiting on one to show up from the factory. Yeah, it it's... What are we... We're July right now. I, I won't see that. I bet I don't see that for almost a year. You think so? That long? I think so. I Well, I what I was told, and I don't know, I haven't followed up. I know I ordered it. I got a confirmation from Ford saying, hey, we have received your order. Yeah. Um, I have not yet gotten anything about any production date stuff. Um, when It's I only been a few weeks, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, month, three weeks, month, something like that. Yeah. So it hasn't been, it hasn't been long. But um, they said for production starting uh, January 2023. So oh. they're not even yeah. going to start producing it till the end of the end of the year. So. Just the fact that they took orders on them and surprised yep. me because they closed those down. Uh, I wonder if, well, would anybody know if Chevrolet stopped making the, because who's buying those things? I don't know. I'm not what, sure. What, I, when I when they going to pull their head out of their ass and make a tall van? <laughs> like, seriously. No clue. 
no clue. They've they've sold all, everything to try and put those KUV service bodies on them, and and everybody's doing it. But yeah, those are those are a nice vehicle. Um, to be honest, they're they're pretty cool to work out of. I worked out of one for a few years. And- With the 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 cargo box on the yeah. back. Yep, like the Napa Hide service enclosed yeah. service box on the back. Yeah, they yeah they're big. They're heavy. Yeah, um, they can put a lot of stuff in them. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Those those vans themselves, the the GMs, they're they're mechanically they're decent vehicles. I I, yep. I admit that, but it just it it's not a, even for me. It doesn't seem like it's a case of it if it ain't broke because I think it was broke a long time ago. They're not fuel efficient at all. No, they get no. ten to twelve miles per gallon, and if they get yep. better than that today, you, you, I'm sorry, right. BS. It's not even possible. Those things are big. You know, large liter gas engines that, yeah, you know, attached to a three quarter or one ton vehicle that's already overloaded. The thing's getting yeah. ten miles a gallon. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The last two uh, Savant, the I had a uh, two Chevy Expresses, uh, both of them one tons. One was a five seven, and one was a six liter. Yep. And both of those had uh, were dismal mileage you know yeah. under under easily under 12 and you i watch the gas gauge drop yeah my uh transit's not significantly better it's like 12 5 uh, really yeah around town wow so <clears throat> that's lower than i would have expected yeah um but like I say i don't know i'm always i, I got i got places to be <laughs> so yeah, maybe fuel, you're on the gas a little hard maybe 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 gotta lighten up the lead foot there Mine doesn't have the EcoBoost in it. Yeah. And I get 15 to 18, depending on what I'm doing. Huh. But I have to pull out onto the highway every single time I go anywhere because yeah. I'm on my, that's my main thoroughfare to get out. It's a four lane, you know. Yeah. Um, and I get an acceleration lane where I get on, which is nice. It's a lot yeah. safer. But yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm babying it by any means. I don't, I drive pretty fast. Uh, yeah. Maybe I just have more country road than you're seeing your vehicles go i don't know, I don't know. yeah uh because i can tell you what it's certainly lo- loaded up yeah. maybe that's the difference between the all-wheel drive and the not all-wheel drive it could be i don't know they yeah. don't have a fuel mileage rating on them because they're not required to so uh, yeah yeah i'll have to look at the cartoon measurement again in the dash and see but i know it, I, I typically do look at it and it's over 15 which has yeah. always surprised me to be honest with you Yep. Those tall vehicles. I don't even care at this point. I love it. Yep. I love it. That's oh, what it is. Good. All right, dude. Let's let's call it. Let's call time, it. Time of death. We've talked about vehicles. There you go. Thanks, man. Have a good one. See ya.